We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. Boom! DDT! Live. What's up, dude? How was the uh, the band the band rehearsal this evening? That was a big old band concert, man. And uh, the way they did it is not your traditional concert because apparently they had a traditional concert a couple of years ago that ran for about four hours. So this time they set up five different ensembles in the big cafeteria, just in different corners. And you're just bopping around from one to the next, and we're able to get through it in an hour. And it was a it was a lot of work to set up. I walked all over the building, but we got through it, and everyone's a lot happier after performance than they are before performance. So it's 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 a good night. So you're saying there was five different groups set up. In the yep. in and then they just went from one to the other without having to move anything. Exactly. Yeah, they're already set up in the cafeteria at separate quarters. Like you started with the jazz band, like where you enter, then you move your way to the other corner where there's orchestra. Then you move down to another corner where there's a couple of choir songs and then concert band, and then drumline traps you in in the hallway before you leave so you can't exit you have to listen to drop line before you leave in a hallway yeah wow that must well, that, there's, a, well, there's a hallway to the cafeteria and they like just like block that hallway like set up you know drumline style where they're in like a, a v or a u type formation you know yeah yeah well that... they just block people off so they have to listen to drum line too that must have been was it really loud not as loud as you would expect, but yeah, it was loud. I mean, it's drumline inside, you know. It's got to be loud. Oh yeah. Did you just exhale I a new? Mean, did you just exhale a Newport before that sentence? I sure did. I heard a. <laughs> that that refreshing, smooth Newport cigarette. Yep. Cadillacs, baby. Hell yeah. So um. We are going to, special announcement, special teaser, next week's podcast is coming live from Destin, Florida. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, my brother, uh, my brother-in-law Hillis wants to join in, we're going to call it the Rumble in Paradise. Oh man, that sounds awesome. Yep, so we're going uh, tomorrow morning, we're leaving early, um, early tomorrow morning we're driving to... Birmingham, Alabama. And how uh, long of a drive is that? Uh, it's about nine hours. Oh, wow, that's that's less than I thought. Yeah, it'll probably we got uh, two young ones with us, so it'll probably be a little longer than that. But um, it's supposed uh, to be yeah. about nine hours. Yeah, yeah. 
So we're getting to Birmingham uh, tomorrow night. Got a hotel stay. And then uh, Saturday finishing up the trip. Uh, should be about five or six hours, I'd say. Um, obviously, it should be a real interesting one if you've been following the old uh, anything on the news. Hurricane Michael hit that son of a bitch pretty hard yeah. Uh, yeah. Wednesday. So uh, it's been hectic, man. It's been crazy. Been a lot of a lot of up and down roller coaster emotions trying to figure out if we're gonna be able to make it to this thing and. Um, everything turned out good. The, the problem was that we were, so we rented this big house. There's four families going. We rented this big house in Destin and the, uh, the rentals non-refundable. So, yeah, so that was the scary part. Um, we just didn't know what to think. You know, everybody, it was mandatory evacuations, obviously couldn't get a hold of the property owners. Um, so we just had no idea what the hell was going on. Um, which I know this <laughs> sounds ridiculously privileged, like it was such a stress on me, you know, sitting in my perfectly fine house <laughs> while uh, these poor people get their shit totally fucked up. But yeah, so anyway, long story short, it's all good. We uh, got the okay from the uh, property owners. We believe that there's power right now. We don't know. We don't think the house is ruined. I don't think water got in it. I think we're all good, so we're pressing on. Come hell or high water. Um, hell yeah, literally. Yeah. Oh, I was. So there was a lot of there was a lot of group texts going on, obviously, with my family, and I was littering them with terrible puns. Um, <laughs> I did that one. I did uh, this. Really blows. <laughs> I I did. Uh, Good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. So <laughs> that I sounds like a JR statement. Oh, it's a total JR statement. But yeah, I don't know if they were I don't know if any of those were hitting with the family, but it was entertaining me, so but yeah, all is well and we are heading to Destin. Took us took took a, me and me and the wife Samantha about ten months to save up for this son of a bitch, so I was gonna be real pissed if we couldn't go. But we're doing it. Awesome, man. Well, I hope everything goes smooth for you, and I can't wait for the, what'd you call it, Rumble in Paradise? Yeah, Hill has called it the Rumble in Paradise. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's a great name for the podcast next week. Oh, yeah, it sounds like a it sounds like a wrestling pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, Rumble in the Jungle is a boxing pay-per-view, and I'm, I'm sure wrestling has made a, made a pay-per-view that sounds like it. Oh yeah. Did you speaking of that type of stuff, did you happen to catch the uh the UFC fight? I did catch it. But uh it was on, on a bar next to Badgers where I hang out. So we we're uh getting peeks in the window and then we we're just getting updates constantly from people and like as soon as it's over you got all the still images on ESPN and everything, so we saw that uh, Habib or Khabib? I'm not sure. Khabib. Khabib with a K? Yeah. Okay. I know it has a K in it, but I, I still hear people saying Habib, so I didn't know if it's silent or not. I think you're but, getting... Uh, anyway. Oh, go ahead. My bad. I think you're getting confused because uh, uh, Stu Gotts was calling him Habib, so they kept calling him Habib. Oh, oh so they've just been playing a joke. Yeah. Okay, 
So yeah, I saw that Khabib, um, you know, leapt, leapt out of the ring and everything. And I mean, how how wrestling is that, man? Like I, the first thing I said is uh, that melted snowman stealing his ideas from Vince. <laughs> Yeah, it was total professional wrestling, there's no doubt. And then he was in the ring, like, trying to act like, 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 this is bad for the UFC. Like, this is a bad look. Like, give me a break, dude. This is great. This is wonderful. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah, seriously. This is big Any money. Publicity is good publicity. Yeah, especially in the fight game. Like, who doesn't want to see this rematch? Yeah, you're in a blood sport. Yeah, like, get out of here. Like, this makes the next fight even bigger. You know it's going to happen. They're going to, they're going to, whatever they do to Khabib, suspend him. Find him, whatever, it doesn't matter. The next match is going to be even bigger. It's perfect. Hell yeah. But that fight itself that- wasn't great, but there was a fight, if you get to ch- if you get the chance to watch it, like, that actual fight wasn't, I mean, it was cool, but it wasn't amazing. But if you get a chance to watch this, there's a fight with, uh, oh, I don't know what his name is. They were calling him the Black Beast versus, like, this tall... Uh, light-skinned dude. I don't know what his name was either, but, like, this guy, the Black Beast, is, like, has no stamina. Like, he's just dogging it, Pat. The whole, the whole match. Like, he, he, like, I mean, it's unbelievable, but he's got, like, really good knockout power. He's, like, the number one heavyweight. So he's, like, just straight dogging it the whole match. Like, you'd think this dude's about to fall over. And then with, like, 30 seconds left, he just catches the guy with the most, like, vicious right hook you'd ever seen and just lights out. I saw that hook. I saw that hook. That was insane. Yeah, it was like a big, it was like a, it was like a chunky black guy and like a taller white guy. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that amazing. Yeah, it really was. And, uh, my buddy Joaquin, I thought I, an acquaintance of mine through Badger's pub. Uh, he owns a boxing gym and, like, he was all about these fights. He was telling me about a couple of mid-card welterweights or cruiserweights. I don't, I don't get the weight class system, but a couple of lightweights that put on a good fight during that uh, pay-per-view as well. Do, do, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I don't know enough about... I don't follow close enough to know the names, but it's a... Uh, they must have been both Mexican dudes, because at the end of the fight, he was like... He's a, he's a tough-ass Mexican or something, like... I don't know, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was a great fight. Nice. So yeah, overall, the fight, like, I don't ever watch that stuff. Well, I do sometimes, but, you know, I don't follow it. But uh, our buddy John had a watch party, and it was really it was really sweet. I liked it a lot. That's cool, man. So let's, let's, get, let's get into some real fighting. I'm talking <laughs> professional wrestling in Australia. That's right. I like a little bit more pageantry with my fighting myself. Yeah, I like a little sales salesmanship. Yeah, so Super Showdown. Um, last Saturday, well, it happened early in the morning, but me and Jeff watched it. When did we throw it on? About well, it was like what one thirty Central. Yeah, yeah, one thirty Central, twelve thirty Mountain Time. So, what did you think of it overall? I did not like, I did not care for the order of the matches. Putting Charlotte and Becky in that spot was a, was a big no-no for me. Second match of the night, and they just dogged him. Yep. 
It was horrible. The first match was New Day versus The Bar, uh, which was probably about where it should have been. It was a decent match. It was whatever. Uh, but I did not see that one coming. So they put Charlotte uh, versus Becky for the uh, SmackDown Live title second, excuse me, second match, and it it seemed like it was it was rushed. It was still. What time did you have on that one? How long was it? You remember? Ten forty. Ahoy! Exactly. Really? Yep. So it wasn't like it was a squash match. It just like you could tell it was rushed. Like everything, the pacing was moving super fast. Yeah, especially at the beginning, the pace was incredibly quick. Like I'm like, oh crap, they're actually gonna put out a good match, but then it didn't last as long as I thought it would. Yeah, I don't know what happened. There's, a, there's, a, as we go on, you'll see that that's kind of a common theme for this one. I don't know if they misjudged a lot of the, uh, of the timing or what it was, but it was, it was definitely weird. Uh-huh. And then. <clears throat> I think that was probably, that was one of my biggest things about the whole thing was just that. I mean, there was a couple of them. There was uh, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz, which was... Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Did they do that on purpose? Or did something happen? I'm not sure. That match, I had it at 224. Now, remind me how that ended. Because I didn't put down anything. There's no foul play or anything. I just have Daniel Bryan as the winner. He just got him in a, a schoolboy inside cradle type move, right? And that was that? Yeah. I th- Yeah, it was a... Uh, so, like... I think The Miz went for one of Daniel Bryan's uh, running knees or flying knees or whatever he calls that. And then... Uh, then the Miz went for the skull crushing finale, and Daniel Bryan just rolled him up in the small package um, for the one, two, three. I just yeah, thought, that had to be purely a time thing because there's no reason for that match to be that short at all or finished in that way. And it was just weird. Like Miz came out for a promo, like <clears throat> he got on the mic and started talking, and like all of a sudden Daniel, like I mean immediately, like I don't even know if the Miz got a word out and Daniel Bryan's music hit, which obviously, yeah. obviously you could say, you know, Brian, they're just trying to make Brian, you know, look like, a, you know, he's being a, he's being a prick to Miz and just cutting him off. But it seemed like Miz was even, you know, genuinely surprised. Mm-hmm. It felt a little bit like an old, an old Vince trick from in the back. I'll tell you a match that, uh, exceeded expectations for me and that was the cruiserweight just because I have no expectations because you and me we don't watch 205 live but that Bobby Murphy guy I didn't know he was an Australian and uh, the crowd really took to him and that ended up being a, a pretty good mid-card match you know oh it was a great match it was like it, it was in my top three for sure it was like super fast paced and yeah I had not I didn't know shit about that dude but he got a huge pop. His pop was better than the Iconics for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but they billed him. Like, the, for some reason, they didn't mention that the Iconics were from Australia. I know everybody knows, but they did make it a point to bill uh, what Buddy Murphy from Melbourne. So, you could kind of tell once he... Who did you pick in that match? Uh... 
picked Alexander to retain, and you picked you picked Murphy. Yeah, you could tell by when when they announced him and the crowd popped. You were like, oh, "Okay, I think they're going to give it to the hometown hero here." Yeah, yeah, you can feel that for sure. But no, the match was great. I meant to go back and rewatch that one, but I haven't got around to it. But it was super fast paced and just awesome. And speaking of two hundred five live, we might have a reason to watch it because uh, our hometown hero is back on it. Did you hear about that? Who's our hometown hero? From Peoria? No, but from close by, old uh, Maria Canellis. Oh, Maria Canellis, Ottawa, Illinois zone. Yep, she's back on it with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, with uh, Mike, right? Yeah. Yep. And does he go by uh, Mike? Mike's whatever, but uh, yeah, I like Maria. She's she used to have a completely different character in WWE back in the mid 2000s. She was the classic. Did see backstage announcer who will come up and make a, a joke and not know it, but I mean she, she was she was good on the mic. She she was good at her job for what it was. It was it was a pure diva role. Don't get me wrong. Like she's not a wrestler. I don't think. No, I think there's a there's a lot of speculation on the internet about a uh, a diva like uh, like a diva's um, revolution of some sort like. For Survivor Series or something, like the Divas are going to come back. Wait, Divas and women? Like, separate, separated? Yeah, like the people that are like, you know, instead of like acting like Divas, you know, are pieces of shit now, they're saying no, like, Divas are the shit, like, fuck these female wrestling bitches. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so I could see Maria doing that. Yeah, for sure. She, but, she's all up on that role. But like, did she? Like you said, did she ever even wrestle? I don't remember. I mean, they put her in spots, and she had like she always got squashed. But I mean, the the women's division back then was terrible. Is like Mickey James on the show, and Mickey James is a good wrestler. But Trish Stratus was on her way out, and then Mickey was taken over. And besides that, it wasn't many women in it. Yep. Was that like the Beth Phoenix? No, I haven't really gotten to the Beth Phoenix era. Uh, for those who don't know, I, I, I'm i going back and watching all the wrestling that I've missed over the past couple of years, just slowly and on my own time. I've gotten from 2002, when we, well, I started in 98, because you have to start with the Attitude Era. And I watched every Raw, SmackDown, and Pay-Per-View up until, uh, I'm in 2007 right now, and... I don't want to keep going forward because that, that gets to the whole Benoit era, so I've been like kind of stagnant in 2007 for a while. But uh, Beth Phoenix was not in play yet, to my knowledge, in 2007. Let me look at my list real quick of titles and see who's the last world's champion. So, Candice Michelle. Oh, my God. Yep. That's another one from the uh, Maria Canellis era. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this is the era where, like, hey, the Attitude Era is completely worn off, and we're starting to get desperate. Wrestling's not as popular, so we're just going to throw boobs in your face. (laughs) And it worked. It worked. It did its job. (laughs) But, yeah, we'll see if that ever happens. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, for sure. 
what else on the Super Show? You had the, I thought Joe versus AJ was another good match, and they, they actually gave him a decent amount of time to work again. Yeah, that was... Well, not again. Last time, last time they didn't even give him as long as they did this time. This time they gave him almost 24 minutes to work, and it was a real good match. You know, Joe and AJ know each other like the back of their hands. Yeah, I think it was the, it was the best match of the night for sure. That was, I agree. That was a barn burner. That one ended with, oh, so AJ put him through the table. Uh, he starts upselling a leg injury, and then uh, Joe puts him in the uh, Cohita clutch, I think twice, and they do the old, it almost goes into a pin, a la, what was that, Survivor Series, or no, SummerSlam? Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, that's just a classic wrestling move, like the uh, Taker versus some Taker Lesnar. They did the triangle choke pin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, it goes into that, uh, and then AJ, the old uh, counter specialist, gets him into the uh, calf crusher, and he ends up tapping. Yeah. And... I wasn't huge on that ending, but, uh, yeah, the match was really solid overall, and I hope they go forward with this down the road, but maybe Joe sustained an injury. We'll, we'll give him that, though. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they allude to something, you know, where this might go on SmackDown, which was kind of disappointing, but they had a lot of good matches. It was definitely, that was the match of the night for sure for me. Um, but I, I don't know. I was okay with the we end. Would, uh, as I was say, we would be, uh, in remiss if we didn't mention the main event, though, as Attitude Era boys. Oh, yeah. So there was, that one was a good one. There was a couple of shitty, there was, uh, I'm trying to think what, oh, the John Cena, Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, Elias was exactly what you knew it would be. Oh, we got to mention the sixth move of Doom. Oh my god. Yeah, Cena's got a new special blur <laughs> from Jackie Chan. I almost forgot. Yep, I almost did too. The back fist. <laughs> sixth move of Doom. And Corey Graves kept calling it something. I don't know what he was saying, but it was hilarious. Yeah, I and mean, then, then Renee just, like, act completely clueless when he said. Like, he spoke in Mandarin or whatever. Yeah, and she was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, like, what the hell are you talking about? You you know Mandarin all of a sudden, Corey? What's going on? And then he was just like, the sixth move of doom. So that was... He even even set up for it, like... I mean, it was hilarious. He got into, like, karate position. I mean, I, I couldn't even believe what I just witnessed. John Cena grew his hair out. He looked like JBL. Yeah, and then he's been he's been training, been training with Jackie Chan. So he introduces the sixth move of Doom, and it was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, the special looked like something out of Mortal Kombat. You know, well, with his arms folded, I thought thunder was going to come from his eyes or something like that. <laughs> it would, if anybody, John Cena could pull it off. Yeah, totally. Uh, I thought I thought Ronda Rousey. I thought that match was okay. I was surprised that it was that it was decent. 
Yeah, solid in it, but it ended exactly how you're gonna guess it would. Oh yeah, they Ronda yeah. Be a submission. Yeah, they just kept her, kept Ronda out of the match the whole match. Then she got the hot tag and just cleared house like always. Yeah. I think the only other no big one. Good. I was just saying, no surprise there. No. I think the only one we didn't touch on besides the main event, obviously, was the Shield uh, versus uh, Strowman, Ziggler, McIntyre. Yeah, and that one was pretty uh, straightforward, too. I yeah. mean, six-man tag, you can't get that creative with. That, that's that's the downside of a six-man tag. Like, you know there's going to be a hot tag at some point. I can't remember who the hot tag was in this one. I just thought it was like, we've just seen it, it's getting to be, we've seen it a lot, but I liked the uh, spear of Roman through uh, through the uh, barrier to Braun, that was good. Oh uh, yeah, the, where he uh, kind of interrupted him like a football player? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was real cool, and real unexpected too, you know? Like, you just thought he was going to slam Dean in the corner, and all of a sudden Roman pops out of nowhere. I mean, you can hate Roman if you want, but that that was a badass spear, you know? Give him that, at least. Oh, yeah. No, I don't hate Roman. I don't know why people... I mean, I, I understand it, but I think they're just being sheep. They're just, like, going with what everybody else thinks, but the dude always puts on good matches, and, yeah, he's got some corny moves, but he's also got some good stuff. I like some of his stuff, but his matches are always good. He always delivers. Oh, yeah. And for those who don't know, like, when me and Eric started watching wrestling, get it like 2014 15 whatever it was like we were not big on roman like he was solid and we we understood like he he's one of your main card guys but that superman punch was just too corny for us to handle and like even before people started booing him like we were clowning on his ass and it got to the point where all these sheep started booing him so much like we kind of went the other way like all right that's enough like you got to respect some of his in-ring prowess. and Yeah, he's, he's definitely grown on us, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I think he's solid in-ring, and I think he, like, you can't, you can name, like, whoever he goes against, like, his, his matches with Braun were always good. Like, whoever he, like, I remember when I, like, one time when we saw him live, he was big into, uh, it was like him and AJ were having a big feud. That was really good. Like, He's just—he's always—he's always delivering. So I'm just done. I'm over hating on him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still don't—I'm I, not popping for a Superman punch, but besides no. that, I, I like everything else that he does in ring. And he's gotten—he's gotten better on the mic. Oh, for sure. After the Cena feud, he got way better on the mic. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean that's the part, probably why they put him with Cena. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, let's, let's let's touch on this main event real quick before we dive into the Raw SmackDown. For sure, it was Triple H with Shawn Michaels in the corner versus Undertaker with Kane in the corner. Um, I don't know. Like looking back on it, I liked. I like. I'm okay. Like I definitely like it. You know what I mean? I thought it was pretty damn good for a lot of older guys. It was definitely slow. The first time I watched it, I felt like it dragged a little, and it probably did. But still, looking back, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, the only part that I thought 
went south was uh, when they uh, went out into the crowd, and they were really improving out there. And like, there's one point where Taker picked up Triple H and didn't have anywhere to slam him, so they just kind of fell. That's oh, yeah. probably the saddest part of the match, but that was no at doubt. At that point, I texted you. I'm like, please, please get these motherfuckers back in the ring because that's where they need to be. You know, they can put on a plenty of a good show inside the ring or at least inside the barricade. Yeah. So Triple H uh, changed this to used used his powers to change this to a no DQ match. Uh, mm-hmm. Announced at the beginning, and yeah, like you said, when they got out there, it was like. We used to we used to backyard wrestle. We had a uh, federation. We had an independent promotion called BTW Backyard Trampoline Wrestling. And, oh yeah, uh, one, of, one of many. One of many, and it looked uh, it looked a lot like that. There was a lot of improv yeah. going on. Like you said, that spot was terrible. He tried to pick. He basically tried to do a back body drop onto like this steel gate, and just either couldn't lift him or Triple H wasn't ready for it and sandbagged him or something because it was terrible and looked really sad yeah but but i mean once they got back in rig it, it, it picked up again and like you said it was slow but i mean what if you don't take her to have a fast paced match ever like this is his style you know oh for sure um, like we talked about, I wish Kane would have been more involved. Not sure if he was hurt or something. Cause I mean, it was odd how, how little he did. Yeah. Very little. Couple of right hooks and that's it. Yeah. He didn't even go for the, he, you know, no choke slams. Uh, he did get put through the table, um, by triple H, but yeah, it was, it was surprising how little Kane was involved. I feel like something was going on. But yeah, ends up uh, Triple H. So it it ended in in classic. I I did like the ending, even though even though Undertaker lost. I did like how Shawn Michaels hit him with you know hit him with the uh, sweet chin music, and it went into the pedigree by Triple H. Yeah, like yeah, the, that that was them getting uh, new age. But I guess they used to do that in DX too. Yeah, like I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so after Undertaker loses, he's kind of in the corner. He looks like he's disappointed. And then uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels come over and pull him up, and they go for the respect card. You know, everybody gives each other a hug, and they all, you know, raise hands in the ring, all four of them. And then Undertaker and Kane turn on him, heel turn. Now, remind me, who threw that first? turning punch was it Kane or Taker did they do it simultaneously I don't remember but I think it was Undertaker okay I was just curious because I, I was like chopped down shit by stack card and all of a sudden the building exploded and you, you knew what was happening yeah I really yeah I I could tell by I actually got fooled by it I knew there was some time left so I was I was curious that that might happen but they were doing the whole, you know, respect thing, the respect angle. So I walked away to get something, and then I heard the crowd and obviously knew what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, they they put uh, Triple H through the table. Or uh, remind me of what happened. I thought uh, someone got too, but someone went through the 
HBK went through the table for sure. Okay. And I think they both got tombstoned. Or no, one of them got tombstoned, oh. one got choke slammed. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But it was still... But again, Kane didn't do anything. No, Kane that was just... That's all Kane was just doing right hooks. I don't know what was going on. There was definitely... Like, he had to have been injured or something. It was just odd. Yeah. But overall, I liked the nostalgia. I liked it. Like, it was that one, the cruiserweight, and... Um, the Samoa AJ were my favorite matches, and overall, I think it was a I think it was a decent pay per view. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, they did a better job of like not making it so house showish that they did in Saudi Arabia. You know, they 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 fed the storylines into it. They got they got even the marks like engaged and everything. So. I'm down with it, but yeah, they did rush a couple of matches that I wasn't a fan of. Besides that, uh, I liked it. Uh, I'm here for any type of pay-per-view, really. It's going to take a, quite a flub for me to say, oh, that was a terrible pay-per-view, you know? Yeah, the the uh, the Charlotte-Becky thing was really shitty, though, that they put them second, just totally made them rush, and I just didn't, like, it was like the biggest thing going in WWE, and then they just shat on it. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, obviously the Nostalgia Act, the main event was huge too, and they gave that plenty of time. But they just totally shit on that on that match, and it was just, it was that was really frustrating. For sure. But... We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. Um, so let's move on to let's move on to Raw. Monday Night Raw. Yeah, that started out. <laughs> What'd you right say? Where Super Show left off with a classic 1999 promo. The only thing missing was Triple H never leaned on the ropes. Never leaned on them. I wanted them to. I wanted them to lean on the ropes and say, you know, it's funny. Furring his brow. Yep. But yeah, it's classic Triple H, HBK promo. So you knew, as soon as you saw those fools, you knew that the DX was going to reemerge and face the Brothers of Destruction at uh, Crown Jewel. And that's what's going down. Yep. DX and Brothers of Destruction. I'm down for that. You don't have to sell me twice. For sure. I I was surprised the crowd didn't pop as much, but I think like... I think they're disappointed that Shawn Michaels isn't facing, like, one of the new acts, you know? Yeah, but I think I think keeping them with the old acts is better overall. Like, you don't get that, oh, this guy looks so much fresher than that guy because that guy pulled his fuck. Like, Shawn Michaels carried the WWE throughout the mid early mid-90s and... Like, uh, how, how much do you still expect him to do in 2018? Come on, let's be honest. Yeah, all of them. They're yeah. all, I mean, Shawn Michaels, like, 50, he's over 50. Once you get to 50, 
you definitely don't look the same when you're wrestling. One thing I, I'm not really huge on is how they, like, cover up all the real raunchy shit that DX did. Like, when they're doing the video packages during Raw to uh, sell DX, yeah. they show a lot of the mid-2000s DX that they brought back just, like, and that, that wasn't a good DX. It was more promotions than, like, just selling the DX name than it was classic D-Generation X. Oh, like, yeah. fucking shit up. Oh, yeah. They they gave us the uh, they gave us the vanilla DX. Yeah, Fa- family friendly DX, if you will. Yeah, but um, so they announced or they they challenge uh, the Brothers of Destruction for at uh, Crown Jewel, and that one is later announced in the show. I think. Oh, yeah. oh, um, did you did you catch this uh, World Cup? World Cup tournament. They can't call it a World Cup. There's probably some uh, copyright laws against calling it just a straight World Cup or something. People probably be up all on their asses for that. Yeah, the World Cup tournament to determine who's the best in the world. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah, seriously. It's like... You think- God, this, Go is, this is classic. This is such classic WWE, like... Oh, we'll just create some kind of tournament to throw all these guys in we don't know what to do with for this international show. I mean, why not just call it King of the Ring? It's the exact same thing. Yeah, and and of course, John Cena automatically qualifies. Yeah, he just gets he gets a he gets a bye week. Yep, he's already in. So they announce a uh, battle royal later on in the show uh, to determine the second entrant. There's going to be four. Four people from Raw, four people from SmackDown get to go to the uh, get to go to the World Cup tournament at the Crown Jewel, um, which I thought that was I thought that was I don't know why like it wasn't that great, but that part stuck out for Raw for me. If we're just doing an overview, I did like the uh, the Battle Royal. Did you? Yeah, I just liked how, of course, like Corbin. Picks a bunch of jobbers, then inserts himself into the match to be, to be the obvious winner, and then uh, you get the conquistador, and it's just a fucking gold, a gold foil wrapped hot dog out there, and you know who that boy was. Oh yeah, dude. Looking a little chubby to be the conquistador. Yeah. Um, I thought his so so if if you didn't see it, uh. The Conquistador was in the Battle Royal, and it turned out to be Kurt Angle. Um, he, when the bell rang, he snuck and hid under. He hid by the ring until everybody was gone. Snuck back in, couple of German suplexes, then an Angle slam. Then he throws yeah. Baron Corbin off over the ropes, and he wins the Battle Royal to get into the uh, World Cup. And uh, then he takes his mask off, and it's Kurt Angle. But the best part was when he was leaving, and he's just like. I don't know what it was Charlie, right, that interviewed him. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and he just says, "Technically, I'm still on vacation," and then just walks away. It was the most awkward thing. Yeah, that was a weird ending. Um, I also thought the promo was gonna—I mean, the whole thing was gonna go south at the start. Like they're in—they're in Chicago. Y'all 
know Chicago, man. They got a great crowd at the Allstate Arena, man. I, I've never been there live, but man, am I jealous of those crowds. Yeah, I definitely need to get there for a Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. So they're in Chicago, and uh, like with all the international flair in the ring looking somewhat racist at first, especially the Mexican guy. That Mexican was, yeah. guy ended up getting the most pop because there's a large Mexican crowd in Chicago. Yeah, and the, and the Mexican guy was clearly a gringo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But, uh, yeah, it ended up being good. Once once it got started and you knew the conquistador was someone, and then it, obviously it ended up being Angle. Yeah, I just, so, uh, I, I just thought it was funny. I'm cool with it. Do you uh do you remember the Conquistador from our day? I remember, yeah, several inc- incarnations of the Conquistador. Yeah, and Colin Corey had mentioned them too. Like Edge and Christian each played like the Conquistador to like uh, sneakily win the tag champions and shit back in the day. Oh yeah. I just watched. I watched something with with that when they were doing that. What year do you think that was? When Edge and Christian did the Conquistador? Yeah. That's right around the TLC era, so I'd say 99-2001. I just watched some... I don't remember what I was watching. I always go back and just watch random pay-per-views. Um, so I thought that was decent. Other things from Raw... I don't know. that They announced uh, Trish and Lita versus uh, Mickey James and Alexa... For evolution, um, I don't know. For some reason, it's not getting me too pumped about that match. I don't know why. Dude, I put that down in my notes as being the a rough promo. That was the roughest thing I've seen in a while. Just Trish was incredibly rusty on the mic, and she made a short joke to Alexa, and the crowd didn't like it. And eventually, you could hear before they brought out Lita. Boring. <laughs> Boring. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if, uh, if people are sold on that because they already clearly built Alexa versus Trish and Mickey versus Lita, so the surprise factor wasn't even there at all. No, so I must not be the only one because I was feeling the same way. That, that was boring me. And it could be a good match, who knows, but... They were both in that. I think, it'll uh, be more, I think it'll be more novelty than anything. Like, I imagine Lisa's probably got to be pretty rough in ring. She, when she's done spots, like, since she's retired, she's never looked at, like, she's always been real cautious, obviously, because of that terrible neck injury from diving through the ropes. So ever since then, she's been real cautious and just just looks, like, rusty and stiff to me. Oh yeah, she didn't do much at that. She was in the Women's Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, yeah, she was in the Women's Royal Rumble, but yeah, they didn't do too much. Yeah, so that makes sense. What else? Uh, what else from Raw did you stay? What stood out to you? Let's see here, you got the Global Battle Royal. Um, I was confused by Paul Heyman's spot. He came out without Brock Lesnar and just was doing a classic Heyman rant. It just got interrupted by the Shield, and then the main event just started. 
Yeah, I think he I think he was literally there just to say, hey, you know, the beast still exists. Like Brock Lesnar's still here. Okay, just just remind us. Pretty much, I mean, I, that's all it was to me. It was it was an okay promo, but it wasn't anything special. I agree. And then yeah, it looked like Vince just cut him off and just sent the shield out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so two other, or I guess you could say one and a half other things I wanted to get to. I guess Ko and Elias are completely done now because they just completely separated them on Raw this this past Raw. KO had a match against Lashley, uh, which was right after the first promo, the DX promo. And uh, Leo Rush was on, he wasn't on commentary, but he had a mic and was like trying to be a hype man. And I don't know if they're trying to turn Lashley heel and KO face now. Yeah, they definitely are. Definitely That's weird are. to me. No, yeah, it's super weird. KO's like a natural heel. Like, I can't imagine him being anything else. But, yeah, that's definitely what they're doing. Okay. Did you did you happen to catch a Stone Cold stunner that he dropped? Oh, yeah. I love when KO does stunners. Like, that's probably the second or third one I've seen, and that one's excellent. It was so random, but uh, I got excited immediately. I even wrote down, boom, stunner in my notes. Oh yeah, I love I love when KO does. Oh, that's I was trying to remember what. Uh, yeah, Lashley won, and then he left the ring and then got back in, right? Yeah, yeah, at Leo's quote unquote orders. Yep, and then he like tried to destroy his knee. So yeah, I think they are trying to turn him heel for sure. That's it's on the race factor in there. I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah. Putting two black guys together, one's got a big mouth and the other's all muscle. Yeah. And making them heal. Yeah. I feel like that's classic old school wrestling that they need to get away from in 2018. Yeah, for sure. Plus, I feel like... I feel like Lashley's a better... I mean, I don't know what Lashley is, really. I'm not a big Lashley guy. No, I mean, in ring, he's impressive. I love his spine busters and everything. Yeah. But I just but, don't, um, for a character, yeah, and not, I don't not know. Not charisma. Yeah, no charisma. Sorry, oh. Denver Zone. That's a lie, too. <laughs> it's from Fort Collins. Yep. Uh, then they had another They had an, another rematch, Shield and Braun. They had the same match. Yep, as the main event. Which I thought was really weird. Uh, it was a good match, but, I mean, we've just seen it so many times. Yeah, but uh, I like the pace of this one, too, and it got me excited mid-match. Like, yeah. The pace was through the roof. Everyone was doing spears and kicks and slams. Better than the... I think it was better than the Super Showdown match. What do you think? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Less hype, and I thought that, yeah, just because it exceeded expectations being just a raw rematch of a pay-per-view, yeah. I, I think. And I think the... Led to it, you know. Oh yeah, and I think the main thing they wanted to get across was uh, the more the divisiveness that's in the brawn with Braun and the boys, and uh, still trying to figure out if Dean's going to stay with the Shield or if he's going to heel turn. Um. So when uh, 
when Braun and them won. I think it was a, a Claymore kick, right? Yep, McIntyre got Ambrose with the Claymore. What 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 kind of kick? Claymore? I used to think it was Claymore, but now I'm thinking it's Claymore. Yeah, I can't ever tell. They need to enunciate a little better. And obviously, captions on wrestling or wrestling captions, they're useless. Yeah. So yeah, it was Claymore. Uh-huh. I think it's Claymore. But anyway, after they after uh, Amber after the Shield lost, uh, Dean walked away on his brotherhood, and uh, storms yeah. storms out angrily. So that's they're just trying to push that Dean still might turn heel, and lots of divisiveness in the within Braun, Dolph, and Drew. So I guess oh, yeah. they, I guess yeah. they're keeping that going. Yeah, both stables are on the rocks. Um, I don't know if Ambrose walked out angrily, if he walked out like, like as Jr. would say, with his tail between his legs. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, like he felt ashamed that he was the one being pinned. That's why I, I thought it was more ashamed than anger. Huh. Yeah, to me it looked like he was angry, but you could be right. Maybe I just read it wrong. Who knows? We'll, we'll see next Monday. But, yeah, they, that's when they cut the black, just showing... Uh, Roman and Seth looking dumbfounded that Dean walked out. Even though it was after the match, they just didn't walk out together. But yeah, overall, I, I really liked. I liked Raw not as much as last Raw, but I, I liked the DX reunion. I thought that promo went over really like not really well, but I liked the way that they sold it. I liked how they said, oh, "Are you ready?" and all that. Oh yeah, and that, that was a big spot for me. The KO Stunner. I don't know. I give I give this a three point seven five out of five. Split <laughs> between three and a half and four. Yep. So like I I agree. Like it's still you know, even though they're nostalgia acts, like it's still the it's still the main reason I want to see Crown Jewel. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Like especially from Raw. Like SmackDown's got some cool stuff going too. But it's yeah, it's still you know I just. The kid in me can't let go of old uh, Undertaker and Cade versus Triple H and HBK. Yeah, I'm still here for that. Where's Where's my Tombstone Pizza? Cause take me back when I'm 11 years old, man. Yep, with some Hidden Valley Ranch. Yeah, totally, dude. Um. So yeah, SmackDown uh, started off with another rematch from uh, Super Showdown: Becky versus Charlotte. This time it's uh, no champion's advantage. If Becky gets the DQ, she loses the title. Cause obviously That's bullshit, she, by the way. Yeah, because she used... Well, they were saying because she used the uh, DQ at Super Showdown. Who cares? She's a champ, dude. That's, that's the reason she has the advantage. As a Becky Mark, I was fired up about that decision. Yeah, that's just stupid. Um, that one ended, what, double count out? Yeah. Yeah, they, they kept flirting with, uh, is Becky going to get counted out? Is Charlotte going to get counted out? I like this match better than the Super Showdown match. I mean, pace was just as fast, but not rushed. And, yeah, the, the count outs, I, I think that's a, more of a fun way to win a title sometimes. you know. Or I guess you can't win a title that way, but retain a title. Yeah, I thought I felt like it was like a makeup match for the Super Showdown match. Definitely, definitely. Like they 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 announced there'd be a rematch at Super Showdown because I knew that shit sucked. Yeah, 
Yep. So I th- I felt like that was a makeup match. I thought I agree it was a better match, but I liked the ending a lot. Like at first I was just like, yeah, that was cool, but I liked the way they ended it. You know, with really like a like a like a grudge match. Like ended with uh, Charlotte chasing down uh, Becky and ended up spearing her through the uh, little LED screen behind the behind where they walk in, whatever they call that nowadays. Yeah, the, uh, up on, up below the Titan Tron on the stage, uh, she speared him. She speared her through that uh, little video board they got there. And it was a good spear. That, I like that, that a lot. That looked like it really hurt them. I don't know if they fucked up on the spear or what, but you saw like Charlotte cut the fuck out of her hand. Oh yeah, it was a badass spear. I thought that was I thought that was one of the highlight. Like when I look back on SmackDown, I think of that, and then I think of the. Miz TV segment was sick. Who was that with again? Uh, it's they were previewing the uh, AJ AJ Styles versus uh, Daniel Bryan at a uh, Crown Jewel for the title. So it was AJ and Daniel. Oh yeah, I remember watching SmackDown last night, just hating Daniel Bryan more and more throughout the night. Oh yeah! Like you're terrible on the mic, and you're like, I'm sorry, you're, you're fucking corny. Oh like, yeah, this is right. Like he is terrible on the mic. Yeah, I loved when Miz just straight clowned him, and he was like talking about how AJ or how uh, Smojo went to AJ Styles' house, and he's like, now you're gonna be fighting Daniel Bryan, a guy you know who doesn't who doesn't do the mental doesn't do the mental warfare. You know the kind of guy that if he comes to your house, he's gonna tend to your garden. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then, then AJ and Daniel like having trouble selling the pay per view, and Miz cuts back in again. He's like, "God, you guys are so bored with yourself that you started having to insult me again." Yeah. Oh yeah, Miz. Yeah, is, no, I mean, Miz really made that whole thing. You oh, know, he was killing him. Show, of course. He was killing him, and he even said that he he he's like when he was on commentary during the action. Like so, after that, they had a match with. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Shelton Benjamin, and uh, he's on commentary. Uh, AJ. Oh yeah. AJ. Yep. And someone. AJ and Shelton. Yeah, with Daniel Bryan and Miz on commentary, which is a weird aspect in itself, right? Yeah, and he even said it during that. He's like, "I'm the only reason this was interesting," and it was totally true. Yeah, it's completely true. Miz is speaking the truth, dude. Yeah, he called AJ uh, just another Daniel Bryan with an annoying Southern accent. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. The crowd, the crowd got a good laugh at that one. It was just a great segment. He or the only like the only part that was kind of funny that any any of them had to say about Miz was they kept calling him the two minute man, which wasn't that funny, but it was funny when Corey was like defended him as Miz was walking off the commentary table. He's like, Miz, the two minute man. I think that's above the national average. Yeah, yeah. Now that you remind me, that is exactly why I hate Daniel Bryan because he went back to that not once but twice more, and it's like such an outdated joke. Like that's a '90s joke. Oh yeah, you're gonna make a premature coming joke. That's funny, man. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. You're corny, and you're like that. That's that's the that's gonna be the joke that you go to. Is you're gonna call him a two minute man? Come on. He's terrible. 
I'm not here for them, man. I'm getting sick of them. Not even his in-ring ability. It's like I'm just getting real frustrated with them. But him and AJ will put on a good in-ring match. I don't know how they're going to build to it, but they'll put on something special for sure. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I agree. Just because I don't like his moveset, like I'm over the, I'm over him stealing, you know, the Mrs. Pat did it kicks. Yeah, get your own moves. I've had about enough of that. <laughs> um, other than that, my favorite part, I was super surprised by the Big Show versus Randy Orton. I thought yeah, that, they're just bringing a Big Show for a novelty thing. I thought it was good though. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I mean, they, they got to have the main event and show held his own. Yeah, I thought he looked really good, so I looked it up. He's only 46. That surprises me. Does that surprise you? I mean, compared to, like you said, you mentioned earlier that Shawn Michaels is over 50, Taker is over 50. Like, Big Show didn't get into WCW until 97, WWE until like 98, I thought. Yeah. And he, he, he was a young-ass buck then. Like, I thought he was, like, nineteen twenty when he came into wrestling. Yeah. So I, I can see how he's only 46. Yeah. I mean, he, got, he looks older just because he's a big, a big boy. Oh, yeah. It's hard to age as a big boy like that. Yeah. Carrying all that so weight around. gracefully as hell, man. Yeah, no, he looked good. Also, is Big Show's music underrated? I think it's underrated because most people probably don't recognize that that's him singing. It, it took me, like, till I started watching wrestling again. I used to not recognize that. I thought it was just some country star. Well, it's a big, big show. show. Yeah, it's great. It's bluesy. Yeah, but yeah, that's actually show. Um, there's a couple other entrances like that. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels' old manager did the female, the, the soprano vocals. And his music. Yeah. And then Sean's on the mic for that. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I thought that was a great match. Like, of course, Randy Orton goes over and goes into the World Cup match. Like, of course. But yeah, God. I think they might uh, milk a little Cena Orton thing. Oh yeah. If I, I were WWE, that's what I'd do. Yep, other than that, Rey Mysterio was announced for SmackDown 1000 as well as a World Cup qualifier match. Oh, so, oh yeah, SmackDown 1000, I completely forgot, dude. Yeah, that'll be on next week's uh, podcast. That, 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 that'll be cool, and uh, yeah, I, I heard him announce Rey, but I didn't hear it for SmackDown 1000. I'm like, hmm, that's weird, why the hell are you bringing back Will Rey Rey? Yeah, it's weird. That, that, that's a great... That's a very valid reason. I think he's gonna be back though. I don't know if I, I don't know if it was a rumor or what, but I think he's gonna be like back back with WWE. He's got another run coming. Well, he's in the Rumble, so yeah, yeah. You never know what that could lead to. I'm down for it, but I don't want to go. To, I don't think he would go to 205 Live right now. I think he'd be main card for sure. Oh no, he's got to be. Yeah, it's too big a hit to be buried on a non-cable show, you know? Oh, yeah. No, he'll be on there for sure. And Ray, Ray was one of your favorites growing up, was he not? Oh, yeah. Huge Ray Mysterio fan. I was, like, 
huge WCW guy, huge cruiserweight division, and I loved Ray, Juventud Guerrero, Billy Kidman, um, all of them, Psychosis. I love those dudes. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited for it. Um, and I wouldn't mind seeing him back for another run. I think I don't know how old he is, but he's got to have some left in him for sure. Did he come up through the ECW pipeline too, or did he go straight WCW from like Mexico? I don't know. He's from San Diego, isn't he? I think I think WCW was his first break, but I'm not sure what he did before that. Okay, yeah, because like who and two psychosis, those fellas came up through ECW, did they? I know they were in it, but I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll have to leave that one to the internet. <laughs> yep, we'll have to Google that one. Um, uh, anything else from SmackDown that I'm missing? I stopped writing my notes down because I was busy doing shit. No, I don't think so. That's all the big stuff. There was other stuff, but nothing I, I... I just My overall take on it was I was surprised Big Show was so cool, and I'm ready to see him again. Oh, I remember it when he like went through the cage and hurt himself. Did he actually hurt himself, or is this a wrestling kayfabe injury? No, I think it was a real injury. Hmm. But that should about like do. Five hundred pounds landing on a landing Ooh. on a shoulder. Yeah, that that can fuck it up. Oh yeah. But we are just hitting an hour, so that should right about do it. But before we go, we need one more thing out of you, Jeff. We need a 30-second Bulls update. Bulls fans! Bulls fans! 30-second Bulls update. Bulls fans! The Bulls are now sitting at 2-2 two and two in meaningless preseason games. They uh, just beat Indiana last night at home, which was a surprise because Indiana is a playoff team with Victor Oladipo. They should be good season, but it is preseason. Anyway, Justin Holiday was going up against his younger brother, not his older brother, his younger brother, uh, and he put up 22 points in the starting lineup. They put Ooh. Wendell Carter Jr. and Bobby Portis in the starting lineup this time, as opposed to uh, Jabari Parker and Robin Lopez. So that was interesting. Hmm. Bobby did well with 20. Wendell kind of struggled, but he held his own all right. Uh, then they ended up Blowing them out of the water. Come fourth quarter, they put in names that you're never going to see in the NBA this year. Maybe G League if they're lucky. Names like Antonius Cleveland. Who? Uh, Kendall Gates. Raul Alkins. Huh? Jade Sampson. See you later. Bye-bye. Uh, they, they have one more preseason game, and then the regular season kicks off sometime next week. i got to check the actual date. Uh, I but, think uh, I heard. I know the NBA regular season starts off on the 16th. Oh yeah, 16th. Yep. So get pumped for that. It's basketball season. Going to hear about LeBron and the Lakers all fucking year. Oh yeah. And that's my update. Hell yeah! So what's their record now for the preseason? Two and two. Okay. I I missed both of their losses. They were bad losses too. So. Yep. Well, hell yeah, dude. Um, we have, uh, I'm dog shit in fantasy football. I'm 
second to last. Me and Jason holding down the ass end once again. Another week of terribleness. Uh, I am facing who I got. Oh, I think I have the nerf. I think I got Adam this week. The nerf herders. Ooh, that's an interesting matchup. Yep, I uh, they just did a Super Bowl match. Yep, a couple of years ago. I went to straight panic mode, dude. I got picked up three guys off the waiver wire. I mean, I'm just unloading guys. I'm trying everything. I'm throwing hail marys. I got nothing to lose. Yeah, man, it's a twelve man league. Pick people up while you can. I mean, that's what the waiver wire is there for. So, um, for Cinnamon Timberlands, that's Jeffrey's MMFL fantasy team name. Uh, we had a bout division matchup, and Jason listened to our podcast last week, and he said he doesn't want to be that guy anymore, so he updated his shit, updated his team, and we had a real nail-biter. I saw that. Jason, Jason was actually about to win it, uh, he had no one but his defense playing, the Cardinals defense, who was racking up points. And uh, he was leading me 108-107. And that was in the afternoon games. Like, And then two minutes later, all of a sudden it's 107-105. I'm on top. There's your final score. So Damn. I was actually a little salty on his part, man. I was rooting for him when I saw that he actually like updated his lineup. Like, I don't care. I'll take a fancy loss of him and a win for tippy toe. Yeah, I was watching. I was keeping an eye on that. That was super close. And I knew, I knew as soon as I saw that he adjusted his shit, I was like, oh, he listened to the podcast. And he was like, fuck you guys. I'll show Hell you yeah. what's up. <laughs> but no, that was, yeah, that was, uh, that was the close. There was a lot of close ones this week. A lot of barn burners. Yeah, I, had, I mean, your match was the biggest blowout at 17 points. <laughs> but, I, um,. Yeah, I typically get killed. Nah, it's, it's all right. We all have that season. But um, I got to give a shout-out to the league leaders, Chicken Sandwich. Uh, they, uh, she just had a victory over Glenn's undefeated uh, Hilton Guns. Yep. So the, those two are atop the leaderboard, have been all season. Good for them, man. Hell yeah. That, that's the MMFL. That's our MMFL update. Um, I gotta run, bro. I gotta. I'm gonna try to put this up real quick, and then uh, gotta get a little bit of Z's before the big trip tomorrow. Hell yeah, safe travels and everything, dude. I, I hope uh, powers on and Destin is uh, a okay. Oh yeah, I think everything's gonna be okay. Obviously, there's gonna be some damage and. Uh, but we'll it'll be all right. Hopefully, we don't hit too much traffic with you know all the all the locals coming home. We get through that, and hopefully, we got power and a roof over our head, and that's all we need. For sure, yeah, I look forward to Rumble in Paradise next next uh, week. Yep, Rumble in Paradise coming to you next Friday. Only on the Boom DDT podcast. That's right. So I will probably post this bad boy tonight so I don't have to worry about it. And then I'll give you a call um, next Thursday for the Rumble in Paradise, brother. Hell yeah, sounds good. Have fun. Alrighty. Night, night. Night, night.